Yeah, that's right. We're going to do this a second time. Yep. This was Rad Comeback. I, I don't even know how to start. It's been... Actually, how long has it been? What was it? It was Bill oh, and Ted's. If anything stays constant, it's that we never revisit our old stuff. We never look up the stats. We never check anything. We just kind of go forward. We don't have time to live in the past, Paul. That's not true. Um, first of all, this was rad. This is called This Was Rad Podcast. This is our podcast. We're bringing it back because we're, we finally world. reached a point where we're, we're bored. Yeah, I think the world needs it. Yeah. Uh, I'm Paul. I'm Greg. And we're going to do this. Um, no, Greg, I did revisit our podcast. I read our reviews for the first time. And um, to, the, to, the, to the person who put, meh, we're just reading bullet points off of IMDb. I, I assure you, this episode will prove we suffer for our art. We, I, I, I can tell you that while I do occasionally read plot points off Wikipedia to refresh my memory, I've never read plot points. I've never read anything on any movie we've ever done. You, we, we agree on a title. Yep. Pick a night. I write my notes. I cry about it in the morning. Uh, that's it. That's it. So, nice. so meh to you, gentle person. Meh to you. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're still subscribed to our feed. Bated breath. Yeah. Greg, well, bated breath. Well, <laughs> Christmas comes early. I want to know. And yes, you need to let us know. Are you out there? Are humble? ever-vigilant, loyal listener, Mr. Bibbs. You are the centurion who waited of this podcast. <laughs> like the widows of old up on Nantucket, <laughs> waiting for a ship that will never come in. <laughs> you are you are the wives that await the perfect storm. That's right. How can I connect this to the Edmund Fitzgerald? It doesn't matter. <laughs> let's, let's just go forward. You know what it is? Mr. Bibbs. You are that scientific crew who just found the endurance up up there in the Arctic. You you persevered. You knew we were out there and we would come back better, stronger. You know what's great, Craig, is after this whole pandemic thing, I'm glad we had the bunker all ready to go. I uh, part of the reason I, I'm um, back is I need money for that bunker. Uh, turns out when you take loans out from the mole people, uh, you have to pay those back. Uh, you know. Air filters, man, they are not as cheap as you'd think they would be. They don't last as long as you'd expect no, them to no. either. Um, why can't I just take them out, put them in the dishwasher, and then put them back in? Apparently, you can't do that. No, no. Yeah, that's, again, scientists. Goddamn. What the hell are we doing with this podcast again? I already figured. You know what? We could just do this for 30 minutes, and I'm okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> speaking of scientists, <laughs> if one of them figured out a way to, I don't know, get across the eighth dimension... <laughs> They'd probably make a movie about that guy, wouldn't they? I swear, I wish I thought that clearly to make that connection for you, Greg. But nope, that was a that was a. Oh look, there's a volleyball. I wonder what that does. Oh, and you was, just took it. Yeah, nice job, sir. That's right. I'm here. <laughs> I'm sharp. I'm, I've been waiting. Uh, we watched Buckaroo Banzai, but of course, the full name is The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension, a classic, <laughs> quote unquote. Uh, maybe I should say more of a cult film uh, that came out of course in the lovely year of 1984 now Paul have you seen this film I swear on on my grandmother's uh, ever ever loving uh, soul I, I remember watching this movie I, I watching this movie I do not believe I ever watched this movie um, because I could not tell you other than Jeff Goldblum dressed as a cowboy and I assume that's more memes and internet than anything uh, no, I vaguely remembered nothing about this film other than Peter Weller, RoboCop is in it. Um, I do, I did remember the band that he's in, the Hong Kong Cavaliers, yeah. and that's a big part of it. Uh, after that, nope, nope, just just haze in a in a, in a wash of nothing, no nostalgia, no nothing. How about you, Greg? I caught the very end of this movie when I was a kid, and it was it was the part where. Uh, John Lithgow is at the helm of the spaceship. Yeah. Yep. And he looks normal. And the other aliens are behind him, and they they look like like the aliens do. Right. And he, I, I believe, I caught this on HBO. And they give like he's telling him to do stuff, and one of them gives gives him the finger. And I'm yeah, just, yeah. And I'm just like, what is happening? And then like 
uh, Bulletproof Bonsai is like, there's a parachute for some reason. He's parachuting down. Yep. And I'm just like, what? what is going on here? Um, now, years later, a uh, book that I've brought up multiple times, Cult Picks and Trash Flicks, uh, brought up Buckaroo Banzai. And that's, it's, it's one of these movies that if you're into movies, it comes up, well, okay. If you were a kid who was really into movies in the 90s, this is one of those movies that would be brought up regularly. And I was like, you know what? I got to rent this movie. I remembered almost nothing from that viewing. Um, I remember he was in a band as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, dressed like a cowboy. Uh, Absolute banger of a theme song (laughs) for the credits. I remember that. Uh, And like, he just like, he was famous. It, 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 there is, there is, before we get into actual plot, there's so much going on in this movie, Paul. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stop because I, I have a theory. Once again, we're bringing back all the classics. Oh, we're bringing back uh, 80s Italian Pope? Uh, <laughs> if I can remember, what was the voice? Give me a second, folks. You're going to love this. If you've never heard, forget the 80s Italian Pope voice. Hello. There it is. There it is. He's got the magic. <laughs> hey guy, it's me. It's the Italian Asia Pope. Where the, where does the, the, the Jesus stand with the eighth dimension? Is he okay with the that, or is it, it uh, just a bit too far, as they say? Um, oh this yeah, this movie but, was abandoned because it brings uh, <laughs> forth questions about multiple dimensions. We've got lots of them, oh. but the theory, the theory, the theory of how the movie is created. Oh, do I have a doozy of a theory on this one and yes we are gonna get through it before i give it to you greg but all right i am wondering if you will agree because i i really think i've got this down i think i've got the formula for this movie that was given to you by an alien via a payphone shock i no 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 this is all me and uh yeah yeah i'm not gonna i I can't can't, okay that's fair anyway uh let's get into (laughs) the adventures of buckaroo bonsai in the eighth dimension this is where an audio clip would go. I don't know if I'm still doing that. We'll find out. We'll see how busy we are. Greg, where does it start? <laughs> wow. Okay. It starts with a hell of a text crawl <laughs> Star with Wars. synthesizers. It's Star Wars crawl. I had forgotten about this. No, this is no a Star Wars text crawl, my friend. That is, if, if you were to combine, if you were to compare them, that's a sentence, and this movie is giving you a uh, uh, pride and prejudice because. <laughs> It just goes and it goes and it goes. I, it's it baffled me. I I, I uh, it, feel free to cut this out. I I, I was going to read it. <laughs> no, and then no, halfway no. through it, I said, "No, I'm not." No, and I'm going to tell you why because I paused to start reading it, and I got halfway through and immediately went, "I don't care." Here's I'll and give you one on. Doesn't add anything to the movie. No, it does. Cut it right out. Literally, it ex- everything that happens in that in those three blocks of text happens in the movie. You figure it all out. It, it yeah, and then it opens with a team of people that are getting ready to run a test on this like rocket car. Yeah, yeah, and nobody knows where Buckaroo Banzai is, and he's of course helping Jeff Goldblum perform brain surgery because please, please at home. Take bullet point notes. When I give you my theory at the end, you're gonna love it. All right. He's a brain surgeon, and he's he's yeah he's he's a brain surgeon. He's also what a particle physicist. Uh yeah. He's and a, um, a, a, in a, he's a, a martial band. artist. Yep. He's a rock right. band. Uh, he's got his own comic he's, books. All yeah. this comes out, by the way, oh. in the first three minutes. This yeah. isn't us collecting the movie. They and, explain how famous he is. And, yeah. There's no one in the movie who isn't who doesn't notice him or know who he is on sight and is like impressed that they're near him. Yes. Every character, hey, that's Buckaroo Banzai, or hey, that's Buckaroo Banzai merchandise, or hey, yeah. that's someone who works with Buckaroo Banzai. Everyone that's, knows that's, him. that's the other one. You're a, you're a perfect Tommy, right? It's like, really? I mean, look, I'm a big fan of Sugar Ray, but... After the first guy, whose yeah. name I also can't remember now. Mark, Mark, Mark McGrath. There you Thank go. You yeah, no, go ahead. Name the other three. 
Oh boy! Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I, I think I, it's impressive that I can name the, the album "Lemonade and Brownies" that came out before "Floored," but I can't name another person. I, so, but there you go. Okay, so it, that's it's, like it's, that's it's like Hootie and the Blowfish. Name one of the Blowfish. I don't even know who Hootie is. It was Darius. Darius Trucker. I've got that. One. We got it. Yeah, we got there. But, that, but I only remember that because uh, recently there were common doses oh, and it was at geez. his house. So. Really? Yeah. Hootie, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apparently drugs. Anyway, so Darius Rucker, Rucker, not Trucker. Darius you Trucker. close enough. Listen, Darius Trucker is a totally different individual. And if you're <laughs> listening, we apologize. We don't think you murdered anyone, allegedly, possibly. I had nobody around my trailer in two years. <laughs> Darius Trucker is a diplomat. <laughs> I'm a diplomat to Bosnia. How dare you? No, he's just stuck in the southern accent, though. Oh, oh, that works. Okay. That's now, right. I think what we need to do... Like, <laughs> I may be a poor seller, boy. Now, what we got to do for the bonds and people is we got to get them some help. Oh, that's it. Started off with political incorrectness. Oh, yeah. God. Why Why would we go anywhere else? Anyway. Uh, 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 um, um, oh, because oh, according oh. to one particular review, we are lowbrow comedy. That's right. I'm I'll peppering. Take, I'll take lowbrow. <laughs> I'm peppering this podcast with that review. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry, we're not on NPR. Um, anyway, second note: um, Why is there a greenskeeper in charge of all of this? Why, <laughs> why is anything happening? Okay, so, so what? Where's Where's Buckaroo Banzai? He's he's helping. No, no don't care. He's, no, he's helping with the brain surgery. Right. Everyone right. is like, "Where's Buckaroo? Where is he? Where is he?" And then he finally he shows up. And they're like, all right, we're going to do a rocket car. I don't know what they were planning on doing the test with, because he, he immediately goes off course. And they're like, wait a minute. And it turned out this was like a secret setup where he's testing this new thing called a uh, oscillation overthruster that'll basically allow him to pass through matter. As, as he explains later in the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. all things technically are made up of mostly space. So why can't we pass through? And this is what he does. He he passes through it, and he goes like he goes like right through a mountain. Everyone's freaking out. He right. comes out the other side, and he has a thing on on his car, some thing that came with him. This little like ball looking creature. Yeah, it's got like buttons and things, and he turns it on. It I, very much definitely. I think it is 1984, right? 84, yeah. You're right. So it came out before. The uh, Back to the Future, but it, it very much gave me that vibe to it of yeah, here's this funky so. device, we'll plug it in, um, you know. And and one thing I will say that I love about this movie is I love the like crunchy fake tech that they have. It looks like real, like it looks like someone honest to God is working on stuff. It's not smooth. It's kind of low. If this, if they, if they, if they spent ten million dollars making this movie, okay, nine point seven million of it went into special effects and all the accoutrement, the set design, everything else. Yeah, I assure you, zero went into audio because I couldn't understand one goddamn thing being said. Uh, okay, I, I didn't really think the audio was terrible. But I could, I couldn't hear anybody, enough. and and I got a okay sound system. Yeah. I could, I couldn't tell what anybody yeah. was saying. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so he does this thing. He goes through the mountain. He yes. ends up on the other side. We, we see that he's obviously, there's like these weird creatures or something like that in between. And he has at, the organism that comes back attached to us at the end, which yeah. by the way, again, that's a great MacGuffin that never really does anything. Does later. nothing. I hope you, yeah, I hope, I hope you're watching this movie and you love setups <laughs> that, 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 that don't go anywhere because holy Christ, is there a ton of them? He also, the one setup that does is at, in the middle of brain surgery or when it's over, uh, Jeff Goldblum being the other doctor, he's just like, hey, I've got a, I've got a spot open if you want to work for me. And it's like, how many neurosurgeons are there and you want to take one to make him go tour in your rock band? Seems a little, I don't know, ill-advised. You ask me, you know, for the general populace. Not, not for Buckaroo Banzai, no, no, who does it all. Yeah, Buckaroo Banzai needs a backup dancer. And I mean, Jeff Goldblum apparently has a lot of cowboy outfits, which is probably worth another million dollars. He doesn't He doesn't think of terms of that. He, I'll tell you why, Greg. Because wherever there's brain surgery to be had, Buckaroo Banzai will already be there. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum he can, does it all. He can go to the Key West. There's no reason for him to be around. Not fair. That's fair. That's fair. So meanwhile... In some sort of mental institution, uh, 
you have John Lithgow, who hears about this and, like, goes crazy. He, like, freaks out. Because apparently, it, it, this is never explained, so maybe you have thoughts on it. John Lithgow was working with a scientist that Buckaroo Banzai is also working, working with. Yes. Uh, a, a Japanese scientist. <clears throat> and years ago, he tried to do this exact same experiment, but it, like, wasn't ready. And he gets halfway into the eighth dimension in a, in a flashback. Right. And I'm guessing his brain gets taken over by the aliens that are in there. Because when he comes out, he's talking about he wants to go home and he knows all these other aliens. And, and like, like eventually he's talking about this stuff. <clears throat> so now that he sees in the present day that Buckaroo Banzai has gone through the eighth dimension, he's like, oh, that's it. We're going to steal the device that he did that with. And we're going we're gonna to go back home. So, but so that's what I get from the Lithgow scene is that for, he's been waiting. I it, that's the weird thing. It doesn't feel like he was expecting this to happen, and yet he's done zero motivation to do it himself. It, yeah, and the whole and that whole scene is so stupid. Let's go back and just really let's just spend some time on the fact that Clancy Brown is in the movie. Yes, he is. And I did spend the rest of the movie going. Oh, you ready, kids? We're going to the eighth dimension. Ah, look, Clancy Brown, in my opinion, <laughs> should be in a million more things. I know, I know, he got really in the voice work and is prolific he's in the voice. Super in the prolific. But like, you know, he popped up. You know, Highlander. He's the bad guy in the yeah, first yeah, yeah, Highlander. Yeah, he's stuff. He's so good. Yeah, my favorite. One of my favorite roles for him is Star Trek. He's the drill oh, sergeant yeah, yeah, yeah. in Star Trek. Oh yeah, yeah. He's so no, good. No, no. I spent the whole movie just doing Mr. Krabs' voice the whole time. Which, by the way, remind me of the. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, great. Okay. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, but the thing is, though, is everybody's in this movie. I mean, literally, it's Jeff Goldblum, Christopher Lloyd, Lithgow, Clancy Brown, um, Robocop, um, Ellen, Barkin, Ellen Barkin, who, by the way, is in one of my favorite comedies ever, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous is also one of my favorite comedies. Of all and, time. And, and she's in this movie. movie, and I almost didn't recognize her. This is also a, uh, you have a bunch of character actors like Dan Hedaya is in this, who, uh, if you remember the show Cheers, he was Carla's husband. What, Dan Hold Hedaya on, is hold on, hold on. You mean Mr. Nick Totelli? <laughs> there you go! Um, now, and... you're telling me you don't have the device that's gonna send me home? <laughs> then what are we doing here? <laughs> I wish people knew Dan Hedaya. We do this all day long. Look up Nick Tortelli Cheers online, oh. and, and as soon as you... Oh, he's also um, the the uh, lawyer in um, the Adams Family first movie. That's that, yes, he's yes, also yes. in that. So if you've he's, ever seen him, he's uh, again we, we bring I'm this term good. up. He's one of those one of those yep. actors. Um, and uh, the uh, ghost guy. The other one, his <laughs> name is is Vincent something. It's just ghost. Moment. He's ghost guy. Most famous from Ghost, but he was also the teacher in. Uh, not Mr. Hand, but he was the other teacher in Fast Times at Ridgemont. Oh, he's, I, in, he's in tons of he's, stuff. He's, yeah. again, you look him up, he's probably in over. He's just a constant character. Um, um, so anyway, as they go through, eventually we see that they're at a bar doing a band thing, which I, I'll be very honest. For how famous he is, there's like maybe 80 people at that bar. 80? Really? Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a good amount of people. It's like maybe, a, maybe. The tables are all taken up. Again, the budget went into really cool wires and not into renting out an arena. Um, yeah, they probably didn't have the money to rent out. You know, yeah. So, and then, then this is where Alan Barking comes in. And God, you want to talk about a plot line that you just have no idea. Why is it important? Why did it get started? I don't even know how it ends. Um, but she's, I guess, the twin sister, he assumes. Oh, of his wife. Yeah, he assumes his, because they look wife, the same. Because they look the same. Which, by the his way, His dead wife that they never get into. I've seen I've seen lots of doppelgangers of myself. At no point do I ever think, oh, that's, I'm going to, that's why. Right. I, I, they're living yeah, a better life, is. I bet. A hundred percent. Jesus. Um, Maybe. I don't know. So what I what I love about this scene is they're they're playing their they're playing their 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 eighties rock and roll music with a horn section, oh, it's so and bad. it's just so bad. They're 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 going and Buckaroo <laughs> stops the show. It has just started. They're thirty seconds into like the little warm up thing. Yeah, yeah, but the, yeah. Like, you can tell the band is like doing some kind of like loop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're about to get into some big song because everyone's getting worked up, yeah, and yeah. he goes, oh. Is someone not having a good time? Yeah. 
And, like, you probably think you're in the audience, oh, it's like a bit, he does this, and we're all going to go, no, and he's going to go, I knew it! And then, like, they're going to, you know, smash right into some killer rip. No, he goes, get a spotlight on that crying woman who's not having a good time. I'm laughing, Greg, because when, I swear, out of the blue, he just goes, is someone not having a good time? And without thinking about it twice, I went, me. <laughs> and I'm only 15 minutes into this movie and I'm already like, can I get off the ride now? Oh, I will say, uh, I say it and I say it often. I paused this movie <laughs> to go get a snack and I said, oh, it's 40 fucking minutes into this movie. <laughs> Greg, Greg, we're going to get to a section where I don't know if it, I, you're going to need to help me out because I took a bit of a little. Don't, uh, you, don't, don't, don't you put this on me. Paul. I took a little bit of a little. I, you know what? I needed to re-energize in the middle of the film, and and, and, and the remote was just <laughs> out of hand. Don't you put this voodoo on Just out of hand. And there's like 15 minutes. 15 minutes <sighs> top. Maybe 20. I don't know. Um, I think I missed a whole dimension is what happened. Um, I've watched between five every and movie we've done, except the last 10 minutes of Maximum Overdrive. I didn't watch that. That's it's the only one. Wait a second. I didn't know that. Yeah, of course you wouldn't, because I did my research. Oh, reading from IMDb again is what I think Matt said. Just, just plot <laughs> points. Just plot points. <laughs> so one part of that movie I remember is the end. <laughs> so anyway. You remember I, that kid crawling under the highway. So anyway, he, he tries to comfort he, her, he and then talks, there's I a... I love this scene, though, because she, he starts playing, um, what is it, if, if I Don't Have You? On the piano. Yeah. And she pulls up and she puts it to her and she's going to kill someone. And I was just like, that made me laugh. Because I was I like, too. what is happening here? And someone grabbed her hand or something? Someone bumps into her That's and her hand pops up. And it goes off and they're like, she's got a gun! And she just gets arrested. Which, by the way, everybody in his scientist rock band is fully armed. Clancy Brown is as an Uzi. I love that scene because they hear a gunshot and literally every person Everyone has a gun. gun. And I'm like, wow, is this the most American again, movie I've ever seen? I'm going, to, I'm going to point out, okay. please put this on my, Paul will explain this at the end, bingo card. I'm telling you. So, I... I Okay, I'm, this is this is we're gonna do this uh, slightly out of order because this movie doesn't spend more than five minutes on any one plot point before it jumps to something else. There's an editor with 17 packs of cigarettes just oh. shaking yeah. nervously, yeah. trying to get through any he has, cut of this movie. He has a pot of coffee that's just <laughs> in his veins, and he's just like, ah, ah, ah. He's just, yeah, he's just going nuts. Anyway, so eventually he gets her out of jail. And because he's like, oh, it was an accident. I'm Buckaroo Banzai. Once again, once again, on. I'm Buckaroo Banzai. I can do anything. And he says, I'll be responsible for it. Just let her out. It's like, that's not how jail works. <laughs> I can't go and be like, oh, well, let this guy out. It's on me. It's on me. It's, and, then, let him out. and then immediately after that, he's at a press conference to explain the scientist. And she's there, which I thought, look, even if you're responsible for her, why is she at the table? She, I was going to say, she could be at the press conference. She doesn't need to be with a mic. And it turns out she apparently knows a ton about science. Anyway. Yeah. So, yes. He literally just goes right from jail and they're like, well, here's what happened. Uh, uh, we went through a mountain. How did we do that? Well, we did it uh, this way and blah, 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 blah. And I get, blah, blah. I get from a, I get from a, like a, a juvenile method of learning about science and in the coolness factor of what he's doing i get that explanation it's 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 the absurdity of the whole thing that the um the, the japanese scientist there who was yeah. a, in the original he's got like tombs of text that look like they're from like you know, uh, two thousand years ago. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make it they're like you're like they're like the size of like twenty five phone books. They're they're yeah. like they're like a foot deep, giant, and they all look like they've been just stuck in a in a clay pot for a, a million years and then dug up and then just. But again, it's it just adds to all of the stuff that doesn't make sense in this movie. And and you know what, Greg? I commend the movie. At no point do they try to explain it. It, it, I, it, no, 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 no. Me. You have to work hard to put this much <laughs> yes. non sequitur things into a scene and and, and hold true to your to it's, your convictions to never explain them. It's 
we're going to get more into this later, but it, it, it's almost like someone was like, okay, you, you've got too much going on here. We have to cut some of it out. And they were like, oh, okay. And they just cut out all the connective <laughs> tissue bits that like make it flow. And he's like, yeah, I chopped out 30% of the movie. And they're just like, this is just a collection of things happening. It's <laughs> exactly what it is. And anyway, so, yeah. so um, he gets a call from a president while he's, he's yeah. explaining stuff. <clears throat> He's like, well, I better go talk to the president. And of course, he can't hear anything, and then he gets shocked. Yeah, he gets shocked. He writes something down on his hand, and then all of a sudden, they live style. Mm. Certain people to him suddenly look like aliens. Yes, yes, very they, much. They attack. They kidnap. Uh, the scientists. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And a uh, great question for foot you. Foot chase ensues. A uh, question for you. Yes. Uh, do you think Harley Davidson was involved with this movie at any point? I, I mean, they better have been since the clear <laughs> day mean, Harley Davidson I, name is shown like four or five times. I expected at the end of this chase for him to just pull up with like a, a Harley and go, Harley Davidson, it's what I used to chase. That's aliens. right. Uh, Bucker Bonds, I would never become dead on anything. But, but an American made muscle Harley okay. motorcycle. Okay. Bonsai Bonsai Harley Davidson commercials. Go. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, wake up, Buckaroo Bonsai. He's in a bed. Yeah. Pile of money. Got it. And then he pulls the covers off. He's not on a bed. He's on a motorcycle. That's how he sleeps. And he's like, I'm Buckaroo Bonsai. I got to be ready to go at any minute. Okay. Harley Davidson. Reliable, durable, American. There you go. Nailed it. Done. Uh, nope. I got one for you. Okay. Desert scene. Okay. Helicopter. Flying across. Nice. Okay. I like it. Speed truck. Comes in the frame. Okay. Goes to the mountain. Helicopter. Where is it? Comes out the other side. Buckaroo Bonsai on a Harley. Ooh. That's pulls, nice. Pulls up at the end. Takes the helmet off. When I'm going around through the eighth dimension, I need a smooth run nice. that only Harley Davidson can provide. Helmet on. Drives into the desert. Yeah. Print that. That's... That's... Yeah. Oh. I missed my calling. You, yeah, you did. Advertisements That's for shitty 80s movies. A purely American art form. Advertisements. Uh, Harley Davidson is the American Michael company. <laughs> there's, there's actually a few. Uh, Harley Davidson certainly would like you to be that. Um, but yes. We're not sponsored by it. No, but if they want to send me a free motorcycle, yeah, I yeah. would love one. Well, there's jackasses over at uh, the, the Rupert company never got one. So. Well, you know why we're going too small? Harley, send us, send me. I, I would love a night train. Just send me one right over. I'm Do they make those anymore? I don't know. I don't know. I was like those. All blacked out, no chrome. Mm. Ah. Oh, well. What are we talking about? Oh, Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> um, the most casual chase scene ever. I mean, at one point, he just kind of does like a, a lazy, uh, like a lazy turn in a yep. wide area. Just yep. like, ah, I, where'd he go? Huh. Ah, anyway, it'll work itself. Oh, fuck anyway, and then he just shows up at apartment later on. Nope. Yep. With scientists. Eh, what are you gonna do? Uh, we'll find him. He'll figure it out. So he 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 chases. So the the aliens they, they they grab the scientists, put them in a van, and they they head out. And it turns out there's aliens in space that are like paying attention to this, and they send a ship down that's seen by some hunters. And then are also seen by, or the the aliens that are in the truck with the scientists hear this, and they have to go check it out as well. So they do. Sure. <clears throat> because it turns out that there's, like, good aliens and bad aliens, and the good aliens are trying to stop the bad aliens from getting back. Buckaroo Banzai shows up and gets the scientist out. Of course. And, which, right? and there's also a good alien who is looking for Buckaroo Banzai now. And then they go back to the the Bonsai Institute. Now, throughout this film, we haven't really talked about this. He's always just like dealing with a team of people. Yeah. Just always, always. It's like they might be talking about, oh, what do you want to do with a new comic book? Or like, oh, hey, uh, we got all these questions from these people. Or hey, the president's on the phone. It's just like a never ending thing of all this stuff that he's constantly dealing with. He's on like a bus with like a communications team. Or he's at the Bonsai Institute where he lives that just has like labs. On multiple floors, working on stuff. There's just like sure so much crap going on. Yeah, um, and then we get to um, what is that's the other thing about this movie, Greg. When it's not snap cutting thirty five different coherent thoughts into four seconds, it 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 helps or it tries to help you out by then giving you twenty six minutes of exposition. Yes, 
every I mean every but it's time never a... <laughs> on exposition for the plot. It's exposition for other stuff. Right, right. Yeah. So he gets back there. They find a um, there's a good alien who's trying to help them. That's yes. the one from the hunters. And then he's got a hologram. Yep. That apparently they need bubble wrap on their face. I to gotta see. tell you, the money did not go to those. The bridge on those glasses to look at the hologram way too wide. But the fact that they even needed them to see the hologram, which doesn't just didn't seems make like sense. terrible technology. Doesn't yeah, it? yeah. It was almost like somebody was looking through like one of those um, viewmasters, viewmasters, and yeah. thought, well, th- this will be the same thing, but in hologram. Yeah. Um, so it's an exposition hologram, um, and then they go through this whole thing, um, and then after the, this is how in, this is where I kind of like drifted off for a minute. Okay. Or, or fifteen. Um, at some point, the president is is speaking to Buckaroo through a TV. Yakov Shmirnov is there, not being funny. Yet another <laughs> miss on this movie. Um, so okay, so 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 what you missed was the hologram says, "Hey, um, uh, the 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 character that that Lithgow is playing is called Lazardo, and he's like, hey, uh, he's he and these other aliens, these bad aliens that we stuck in the eighth dimension." got out, but we're kind of stuck there. But now, with your new machine, they're going to be able to get back home. Yeah. So, you need to stop them, because if you don't, we are going to point a laser at your... at, at, at like, the USSR. They're going to assume that it's like, you're you're about to kill them, and it's going to be like a mutually assured destruction thing. Yeah. Uh, And he's like, well, I better... Stop them, then, so we don't, you know, die. Which I, I, I'm gonna this right here. This I and I get in movies. I get the separation of the the fantastical, right? Yeah. The aliens know who he is, where he is. Why not just shoot a laser at him? Great question. I, I, and look, I get in a lot of times, right? Writers try and write their way out of that question, right? Yeah. Yeah. This movie attempts none of that. It's just, no, we'll shoot Russia. And Buckaroo's like, oh, damn, that's not good. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Like, let's figure this out. But but it, the whole time, I'm just like, you have the special technology. Look, I get Buckaroo's smart and he's the awesome sauce of, of the universe in this world. But, I mean, he, he, you're just telling him, no, we're going to definitely destroy your entire planet if you screw up. Which is, I put it up. Another bullet point. Okay. Please put put it on bullet point. So I'll explain why. So they're like, well, it's time to go. We've we've put pieces together, and they've told us because we sure haven't as the audience. (laughs) Where it turns out the aliens got sent here during the War of the Worlds broadcast that maybe was not fake. And they've been at a place called Yoyodyne Propulsion Systems. That's where they've all been working. And they're like, well, uh, we got to go there. And and right after this, the aliens have uh, broken in to the to the Bonsai Institute and stole Ellen Barkin. They, they were trying to steal the scientist again. Yeah, but they yeah. didn't. They stole Ellen Barkin. It turns out Ellen Barkin actually had the um, the device that everyone is going after. So they're like, well, we got to go. Gotta go. We gotta go there, and we gotta get Ellen Barkin, and we gotta get the device, and we gotta stop these guys. Uh, I, I like that your excitement level of explaining that yeah. scene is as high as their excitement to go and do this. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's pretty excited, but Jeff, really Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum is, he's, I, I give him a solid B minus on this. He tried. Yeah. He definitely tried. No, he definitely did. He did. Um, everybody else is just like, yeah, I guess that's just what we gotta go do. Um, Nobody seems very interested in her or the device. It just feels more like uh, this is what we're supposed to do kind of feeling. And so <clears throat> they get to Yo-Yo Dine. Uh, Ellen Barkin's character, you know, isn't telling them anything. She's like, I'll never tell you. I won't tell you where the overthruster is. Turns out it's just like, you know, it's, uh, but they but they they don't know that. They begin to torture her. Yeah, Bonsai shows up with all his buddies and they kind of go through the system. Hold, hold on. I have a the qu- system. They go through the warehouse. Greg, I have a question for you. I've been yeah. dying. Later on. 180 episodes to ask you this. All right. When watching a scene in which the heroes arrive at yes. yet another broken down, rusty factory. Yes. When we look in the background, we see people 
going yep. on there day to day. Sure do. Normal jobs. Do you ever think just once in the background they're driving by and go, it's a nice factory. I just sure hope there's no aliens about to kill us. <laughs> I mean, do you ever, I, I like, I did. I, st- I, another moment where I stopped watching the movie. Cause I just went on like this daydream of people driving by these scenes <laughs> where it's always like, man, today sure is a day. Nice day. Do you hope there's no nuclear explosions about to happen near yeah, I, I certainly hope a plan that's been put into action 50 years ago is finally coming to fruition <laughs> today. Of all days. Are there any heroes about to save the day? <laughs> They've got it handled. That's insane. I've got to get those TPS reports <laughs> yeah, done. Exactly. I've got to get to the dirt factory. Work my job. Every time I see cars in the background, I'm like... Like, I swear, like, no, it's I, the it's, end of the world, and, yes. and it's just casual traffic. Yep. Like, you couldn't even block the goddamn scene so we can't see the highway. They don't have that it's even better. Money. It's even better when it's movies where, like, all of the world is ended, yes. and there's still cars going by. Yep. That's the best. Yeah. Well, oh, you know what? <laughs> they didn't get the memo. No. It's the end of the world. Oh, please. The, the, the corporate uh, overlords were telling them, yeah, maybe the world's going to end. You want, you want to get fired? You better come in and work. <laughs> What if it doesn't? Because if you don't come in today, if the world doesn't end, don't bother coming in Monday. Listen, there's a... Uh, hey, um, sir, I'm not going to make it in today. Okay. Uh, there's a... I'm on the 403. Yep. And there is just a miles wide spaceship in the sky right now. Okay. And uh, traffic slowing down. I, I, I bet, yeah. I yeah. really feel like... So you're going to be late. No, I... I really feel like I should be home with my family at this point. Well, okay, okay, okay. So and your work family. I know you like to say when we're, we're all a family. I, I know you like to we're say all that. Family. I know you like to say that. But, but in I, this case, I actually mean my loved ones. At at your job. I like you. I don't love you. I'd like well, to be with my wife and children. Okay, if that's, well, you know, you know, wife and kids are important, but uh, right. So I, really, I think it's far more important. I'm gonna like I'm gonna love it with you. You're gonna go home. Yeah. And you're gonna feel bad. You're gonna go, God, oh, geez, man, this is a downer. My family thinks they're gonna die. My kids won't stop crying. My wife won't stop crying. Or, or I could be at my job selling junk bonds to people for money. It's it's you know, sir, I hear what you're saying. But if there's no one to sell to because they've all been obliterated by the alien ship, mm-hmm. I don't think I need to be there. You see what I'm saying? I, I mean, can't. I, I mean, can't. Okay. I can't. I can't hit a quota if there's no people to hit a quota with. You raise an interesting point. I think it's a good point. It's a good point. I'm gonna do a massive amount of cocaine and get back to you. Okay. You know what? I, I'm gonna. Continue on my way to work. Oh, perfect. Oh, I knew I could count on and, you. And, and if I don't show up, it's because I'm home with my family. Click. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably semi-accurate, I guess. Yeah. It's, it always hits me whenever I see those scenes. And it's just right. like, block the scene so we don't... When I say block, I mean, you know, square off. No, know, I know, I know. The technical term block. I know what you mean. You've met a celebrity. I know what I, I have. Um, so, I've seen a celebrity. Anyway, um... Getting off on a tangent and jealousy. Anyway, okay. <laughs> I, I don't think I've met that big of a celebrity. Uh, you met Ron Gronkowski when he I was did. with the Patriots. I and did. I got to tell you, I got a picture with him. I got his. I got a jersey upstairs. The only person I've ever bought. Oh, so well, yeah. There so you go. yeah. Get Sorry. out of my bunker. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's up. But it makes me over anyway. <laughs> but anyway, oh, that was that was this was right. We came back to one episode. Yep. Hi everybody. Holding that in for seven years now. Um, <laughs> So, it, look, we can we can do do this, do this can very we, quickly. Can we, can we yada pause yada? Can't sue three. <laughs> the cycle will sue us. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, can we just get so anyway? Look, 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 I can blow through this in three seconds. They don't have the the oscillator. The aliens. They decide the aliens under the oscillator decide to go with it anyway. They decide to go through it anyway. Well, Lithgow has built one. He has he has a like lesser model. Right, right. He's he's got the the Ocean State job lot version yes. of the the, exactly. the the target version. And so he's like, we're just gonna go. We can't wait any longer. We're not gonna we're not gonna deal with this. And so they go. Buckaroo Banzai finds Ellen Barkin 
she does not look super great. Gives her about as much attention as the rest yep. of the movie. So Jeff Goldblum's like, hey, I can handle this. Yep. I'm a doctor. Uh, you go do your thing. Buck Banzai sneaks onto the ship and drops into what I think is an escape pod and uses that to Something blow up like the that. alien with, with the good alien, right. Yep. Um, he then parachutes out, because apparently they have a parachute on an yep. alien spacecraft, and they're like, hey, we did it. We saved the world. Oh, man. Turns out Ellen Barkins is dead. Then he goes to kiss her, and the shock that he received from the phone booth seems to bring her back to life. And a scene that is very funny, it cuts to one of the aliens, like, like an overlay, and he just goes, yeah, big deal. And the movie's over. That's it. That's it. And there's a killer theme song with a a a, a great little wrap up with the band walking. And I gotta say, that's great. I, I did actually listen to the whole ending great. song. Fantastic. The only part I paid attention to. And how uh, perfect Tommy has a wardrobe change halfway through. It's not explained, but that's okay. Didn't notice. He has no shirt on. Yeah, yeah. Or like, or like an open shirt. Yeah. And then a little later, he has like a shirt on. Oh, I didn't even notice. Really that. interesting. I thought that. I mean, I did like the ending scene. Didn't make sense, but then again, for this movie, par for the course. Then it says they'll be back. Did the it? Bonsai versus the World Crime League. Yeah. Really? The world <laughs> said. Not no. so fast, Buckaroo Banzai. The world said, we've got it handled. You're oh, good. Now, now I will say, before we, we wrap this up mm -hmm. and get where we need to be, um, people have desperately tried to make a seat of this. And this is one of those issues where the company that made it, rightfully so, went out of business. And it was no one knew who owned this. Yeah. No one had any clue. And apparently, I think MGM um, is the, 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 the parent company. Um, just to release a DVD apparently was an absolute nightmare for because they were like seven people apparently like own this in some weird form and trying to figure it out. So someone eventually wrote a book last year called Buckaroo Banzai <laughs> versus the World Crime League. No, I'm not going to read that book. Don't ask. I expect a book report next episode. I'll tell you what. We make $10,000 a month on Patreon. <laughs> I'll read that book. I'll read that book every week for a year and i will tell you what insight i have gleaned from uh, yeah ten thousand dollars a month that's that's my limit i've got one there it is uh, i feel like for bunker of bonsai it's still low yeah well you know what i i, I would split it with you an i extra, hope an extra well you're reading the book too yeah an extra five grand a month for a year yeah you lose a little bit of that tax sure uh, i guess sure. Yeah, well then I have to read it. You gotta read it. You can't, you, you have to read it. Got it. Okay, well, there we go. Okay, we're in agreement. Yeah. So there we go. Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, boy. Wow. Wow. All I can say is wow. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say it first, Greg. Yes. Is this movie rad still? I, I love that this movie is crazy. I love that. I love a movie that said... <laughs> Normal storytelling tropes. You can go to hell. I'm not just going to do whatever I want. I don't care. Uh, I love that. There's a lot going on. We don't know most of it. Maybe repeated rewatchings would, would help, but I'm not going to do that either. I like what this movie is trying to do, but good God, no, this movie is not rad. It is not. It 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 it's it, This isn't a serious film. It's not trying to be. It's trying to be very goofy and campy. It is. I just don't care. Like, like, it's not my thing. I get it. I get that this is like kind of a joke to like, like, like a Doc Savage like character who's just like good at everything all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the joke. No, it's 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 not rad. Um, I, I, you had asked multiple times to cover this because I know people have asked you, but we finally did it, and it went about as badly as I expected. Yeah. I, 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 I did not have a good time. No. Paul, is this film rad? <sighs> I go. I have a list of movies. Oh, here we go. Okay. A, a great listicle. Uh, yeah, great. These are the list of movies. Everybody loves okay. a list. Uh, Space Mutant. Uh, yeah. Martial Law. Okay. Uh, Starship Invasion, starring Christopher Lee. Uh, uh, Hobgoblins. Ooh. Uh, Aladdin, starring Barry Boswick. <laughs> uh, Manos, The Hands of Fate. These are all movies that Rift Tracks and or Mystery Science Theater have done that I would watch without a Rift Tracks before I ever watch this hot pile of garbage again. Oh, boy. Oh, um, boy. Hobgoblins <laughs> is a tough one. So here's my thing. 
Is it rad? No. But it, and I'm with you. I am a hundred percent with you. I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to make a movie that was just not a regular movie. The problem is, is they kind of left the audience out of the joke. Yeah. And that's the problem. And it's just every time something happened with the cutscenes and, and like at one point, Clancy Brown just dies and no, there's no explanation why you have to just assume he was shot. No. Okay. That one, I got to stop you. That one is he, the aliens can like shoot stuff at you and they, if you, you probably, no, no, I do remember the, no, I do remember the little, yeah, they pull, they pull one of those little weird spider Right, but they didn't see him get shot. He's just lying on the no, ground dying. Yes. And, and of course, as I'm watching him, like, buckaroo buns on me, boy. <laughs> Looks like him going to <laughs> the old locker in the sea. This will be the last crappy party I serve ye. Arg, garg, 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 garg. I kind of would like. I kind of. I might watch scenes with Clancy Brown redoing his dialogue as Mister Krabs. So, oh my God. So this is my theory, and I Lay and I me. defy anybody to tell me that this is not what happened. Okay. We always talk about the cocaine fueled eighties in writing. Yes. I think what happened is a bunch of writers had so much cocaine. Okay. One of them came up with a brilliant idea. Let's give a notepad to a group of sixth graders. To a group of six-year-olds and see what they come back. And then another writer went, <laughs> no, 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 no. We give them cookies laced with cocaine. Yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> because that's what this movie is. Yeah, he's the greatest. Like, he's a brain surgeon and he's got a comic book and he's a rock star and he's got a hot girlfriend, but she died, but then he's got another one. And it's just, it's, it's everything a six-year-old would come up with yeah, uh, for a character. That's, that's kind of scarily. That's the whole, every time I'm watching this movie, everything. Why do they all have guns up there? Guns are the coolest, man. Why wouldn't they have guns? They? You know, it's just everything, all of it. It just, I get what they were trying to do, what they wanted to do. It just comes across just not, it just doesn't work. Um, yeah. I do want to point out a, a friend of ours. I haven't talked to him in a while. Jeremy definitely wanted to, he wanted to be on this podcast. Buddy, I know how much you love this movie and I, I'm begging you, get help. <laughs> Get help seriously. Like I'm here. If you need help, call. I'm here, buddy. And 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 I. By the way, he's not the only person I've heard quote this movie as the reason they're in science. <clears throat> there are very funny lines in this movie. There are very quotable lines in this movie. This this movie is not a complete slog. Like there are funny bits and and little things, but it's just it's not greater than the sum of its parts by a long shot. It's it's. Yeah, I don't. I've never understood the love for this movie. I just never have. Cult movies get into that place where it's. And actually, just before we fired at the mics, we mentioned Videodrome, and, and there's been other ones. It's like I, I get the cult appeal of them. I like awful, dumb movies for no reason that I still yeah. watch this day. But sometimes you do. You just have to ask yourself, what the hell was going on? Sometimes a movie failed at the box office for a good reason. If I was a studio exec and they're like, here it is, the movie. I'd be like, everyone is fired. Everyone involved in this is <laughs> so fired. God. You're fucking fired. Too many relatives at work here? They're fired. You're all fired. What is this? Call that guy on the highway. He's fired. <laughs> He's imaginary, sir. He's fired. The caterers? The costume designers, they're never working again if I can help it. It's scorched earth. <laughs> everything. It's yeah. gone. Yeah, just everything about this movie. And and, and look, I, I expected to get more laughs out of it. I expected us to have more stuff to talk. It was a hard it's a watch. Hard watch. It's, it's yeah. very, very hard. So it, it It's a bad sign when I pause a movie and go, 40, 40 minutes. <laughs> 40 minutes. <laughs> I'd seen this movie. I know where it's going. And I was like, four Greg, minutes. I got to tell you, right at the very beginning, when you said you saw this, the end of the movie, and you, and you asked yourself, young Greg asked himself, what's going on in this movie? And you did not follow it up with, I watched it, and the next time it was on, shows everything you need to know about this movie. It's dumb and, and Teenager and Greg weird. was just as confused <laughs> when he saw the whole movie. <laughs> but... It didn't make you go back and watch. I've watched the last ten minutes of a movie and be like, "I'm watching this now." Yeah, no, I've done that. I've done and that. I, this I've... movie wouldn't. No. Um, oh god. So. 
that's it. We're back. We're gonna try and put out every. We're going for every week. We're gonna some we'll some of them will be on Zoom. Yep. Some of them live, like we are here. I get to see my good friend. I know. Craig. How weird is this? Great. I love it. Um. So we're gonna get back into it. Um. We are branching out. We're gonna go. I I think we're gonna go yeah. any movie we would have seen in our up to nineteen years old. So uh, yeah, I, I anything think in the seventies up that's to the nineties. Yeah, because there's definitely some movies in the seventies that tackle. The 90s, definitely. Uh, so, the, yeah, we'll, the first we'll two I thought of, Attack of the Killer Tornadoes. Yep. Demolition Man. Two very wildly different movies that I <laughs> I would love it's to an see. excellent double feature. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are the first two I thought of where it's like, if I was going to do outside of the 90s. Yeah. Um, but there's a bunch of like, even in 91, 92, and, and oh, we've got Super Mario Brothers. And, oh, Jesus. And just it's, there's so many other movies in the 90s. And then, like I said, the 70s, there's a bunch of stuff that we watched in the yeah, 80s that yeah, came out before 80s. Well, definitely, because when you, when you were growing up, that's what TV stations did. They bought yeah. as, you know, any movie they could show, they would show. So there was all sorts of weird stuff I saw when I was a kid So that uh, may or may not be rad. So I think we're going to continue with that. This yeah. was rad. I do love the idea of rad or not rad. Tell us what you think. We still have a Twitter. God bless you. We still have a Facebook that people still view. Uh, every so often, I get a notification. Three people viewed, and I'll and huh. I, I do apologize for the listening audience who are now re- coming back or or just finding us. Yeah, I turned it off for like a year and a half, and every time I saw you got three more views, I was like, "Poor souls, Mister Bitch, just refresh the page three times. <laughs> refresh yeah. the page. We should reach out to him personally and let him know. Um, I <laughs> I had a vision when we decided to do this. And it was, fingers fingers crossed, we put this out on April 1st, and Bibbs just sees the ding. He assumes it's an April Fool's <laughs> joke, and it's not. Uh, what, 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 how many days I got? Uh, seven. Seven? Yeah, I can fit that in. I don't think we have to cut much from this. Oh, it's all gold. Yeah. Like, no. like Buckaroo Banzai, we why cut it? it? Took it done in one. Actually, if it's Buckaroo Banzai, we need to cut half of our bits in half yeah, and not explain, and not explain them. Yeah. No, that's it's it, what, I, what I what I really wanted to do, and much like Buckaroo Banzai, I don't think anyone would have gotten the joke was you and I review a movie we'd already reviewed. Put it out for April Fool's Day. People would assume we'd put a new ep- just put up an episode we had already done as like a joke, but then if they listened to it, it was a whole new episode. But Again, again, I learned the lesson, Paul. I watched Bucker Bonds and I said, you know what? You know what? Sometimes you got to be a little more grounded. Uh, uh, this was oh, been, this yeah. was Rad. I am Paul. I am Greg. We're back.